0: hey guys it's katie um sorry for last week us being in the car this week uh we are back in the bathroom window i wanted to be outside it was really really warm and beautiful and i've been out there reading um the baby is asleep so that's awesome and so i was totally calm and having a great time and i was like oh i think i'm gonna do the pond right now because i really want to talk about this um, and then I realized, ah, it's pretty windy. So, I came inside, um, but I can still see out the window, so that's nice. I'll still have the whole calm vibe, hopefully. Um, just have to go back outside when I'm done and close my eyes and get some of that base tan on my cheeks so I can look healthy. Um, okay. Um, so I'm gonna do something a little weird this week. Um, I... My husband got my son... A Field Survival Guide from the Department of the Army. It's actually very cool. I love it so much. It's just like a paper book. And um, it says Department of the Army Field Manual Survival. And just like a really big survival. And then a seal. Um... And it says, Headquarters, Department of the Navy, October 1970. So it's already, it's very cool. It's very fun to hold. It makes me feel super adventurous and like a little boy scout. Um, And that's why my husband bought it for Hank, because it's super fun. And Hank likes, we all, we all do, really. Like, all that fun, like, let's make a teepee out of wood. Let's make spears. Let's go down to the creek and use the clay for bricks. Like, all all into that kind of weird stuff um that's nah, not weird it's it's pretty awesome anyway um there I go self-deprecating again uh what I like is cool okay so it's a survival guide it's super awesome and I stole it from Hank because he's not playing with it and I wanted to play with it and I was like oh I'm gonna sit out here the baby's asleep I'm gonna learn about what kind of bugs I can eat and what kind of like bark helps you know, um, first aid, and then, I'll, then I opened it, and what I found really blew my socks off. And so I am actually going to read it to you today, because I feel like it really applies to adulthood. Um, all of the tactics in the first opening part deal with adulthood and parenting. As far as I'm concerned, I see it almost exactly the same. So I'm going to read it, and hopefully it'll, it'll all come out in the wash and make sense to you. Um, So I made a little outline, and the first thing I want to go over is vocabulary words that I kind of set aside, and I'll stop um, as I'm reading. But So in the survival guide, anywhere it says the enemy, I want you to think darkness, sadness, um, you know, those feelings of despair that we all have, doubt in yourself. Drug dependency, whether it be alcohol, or smoking weed, or taking pills that your doctor gave you because life is so hard, or, you know, whatever. And that's a shout out to my Azola friends, yes. Um, so all of those things, divorce, affairs, anger... Uh, Anger is such a big deal. Emotional abuse, um, feelings of being pulled in all different directions. I have felt that so many times. I know that you have. If you've ever had a child and a husband at the same time, you feel like your entire life is just either weighing you down slowly one pebble at a time or being pulled apart in a hundred different directions. Um, Resentment towards the people. Um, in your life that you're supposed to be doing all of this shit for. We do all of this stuff. And it's for these people. And if we let the enemy, quote unquote, right, this vocabulary word that means necessarily nothing but everything all at the same time, if you let that take over, the people that suffer are the people that you're supposed to be doing all of this shit for in the first place. And that's your babies and your man or girlfriend or fucking man that wears a dress. I don't care. Point is... You love them, you work hard for them, and and they are suffering when you let this darkness um, into our lives. Uh, quote, unquote, I guess, enemy. I'm going to do air quotes, enemy, right? Um, also, um, it's sometimes used as a noun, and in that case, I think it also applies to think of the enemy as like the toddler screaming in your face. They are not the enemy, but they are the force that you are going up against right now. Um, so you just kind of have to see it in a different perspective. So I hope that all comes out. I'm going to read. Um, I hope that even, uh, made sense because to me, the biggest killer and what I'm trying to fight every day, um, at my house and uh, I guess in your house, right? Trying to get inside your brain as well and trying to reach out and help the biggest killer that I see all the time is just giving up, just being tired, do not caring, not putting any effort in, and once you let those things take over, it's like vines that just suffocate a tree slowly. Your kids are going to start wearing you down. Your husband's going to start trying to get attention or acting out in certain ways, and it just piles up and it piles up and it piles up. So you can never give up the fight. You have to stay with it. Otherwise, those ballet recitals until 9.30 and then not having, you know, dinner and then having to have McDonald's and then now you feel fat and you don't want to feel fat and you're so tired and, but you want to work out, but when are you going to work? Blah, 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 blah. All that blah. All of that is the enemy and I watch it kill people all the time. We can't, we can't quit. You can't stop clawing your way out. So. Um, that's what I want you to read into survival, um, as well, which I haven't even gone over yet because I got distracted. Okay. So I'm going to start, uh, and we're just going to do like a little piece. I'm going to do a a part. There is a, um, so this is the introduction and so it goes on and on and on, but we're not going to be doing first aid and shit. So this is just a, a part of it. So. You can remain alive anywhere in the world when you keep your wits. This is a major lesson in survival. Remember that nature and the elements are neither your friend nor your enemy. They are actually disinterested. Instead, it is your determination to live and your ability to make nature work for you that are the deciding factors. And I love that. Um, And I saw a quote one time on, I think I was just scrolling through Pinterest, probably looking at fucking like dream catchers, that um, it said, no one is out to get you, they're only out for themselves. And I think that's absolutely true. And I loved hearing it. I like to remind myself about it. And I think that this hits on it right here. Nature and the elements, meaning, you know, even read society or your kids, are neither for you nor against you. They're actually disinterested. They're just doing their own thing. Everybody's just doing their own thing. You know, it's up to you to teach them how to care about people by caring about people, blah, blah, blah. Okay, field skills. I wanna read, um, these are the, um, side, sidebar. My kids um, take all these standardized tests and I always tell them, duh, all you gotta do is read the question before you read the thing and then you'll know where all the answers are. It's super easy. Um, And so that's what I'm going to do here. I made an outline. I'm going to read the outline first, and then we'll go into the section. So first, field skills. Don't waste time. Be flexible. Execute decisions quickly. Improve your ability to improvise. Immediate situation. Not all situations stand alone. Okay. Now I'm going to go back in to read. A knowledge of field skills, including woodcraft, fire making, and food and water sources, shelter devices, and navigational techniques, is necessary for survival. A basic knowledge of woodcraft, for example, prevents wasting valuable time fishing with a hook when a spear or net made from materials at hand would do a better job. Your survival chances increase as your knowledge of field skills increase. As you improve your ability to improvise, you learn how to apply the principles contained in this manual to your immediate situation. So things that I love in that is just a basic knowledge. So anybody... That goes for any situation. Just a basic knowledge of it will help you. It will help you think clearly and make better decisions. So don't waste time. If your toddler is freaking out, um, you need to be able to be flexible and execute your decisions quickly. So... We're freaking out about not being able to get cotton candy at the zoo. Well, kneeling down and talking to them about why you can't have cotton candy right now, mm, not going to help you, bro. You're going to have to just go right on in there, make a decision, use your skills. You got your basic knowledge. Okay, what do we know about toddlers? Basic knowledge. They are so incredibly impulsive. I want candy. I want candy. Oh, my gosh. Oh, wow. Did you see a zebra? Oh, my God. (gasps) I just saw a zebra over there. Boom. No more crying toddler. So, uh, it doesn't work every single time, but it is a straight nine and a half out of ten. So, um, things like that. Just kind of read up on on things. Just basic knowledge. Okay, I'm not gonna. Anyway. Improve your ability to improvise. A uh, huge one. That has saved my life. I can improvise anything. Oh, we need a new diaper, or we need a diaper, but we're out of diapers. Uh, true story, this happened to me one time. Covered in shit. Um, my husband's ex-wife dropped off the baby. Covered in shit. We had no diapers, no clothes, no nothing. You need a diaper? Boom. I'll find a piece of fabric and make that ass a diaper. You need, um, a bandage? We don't have any bandages? Boom. I will find something and make a bandage. Oh, we need some kind of rod to put in here? We don't have a rod to put in here? Let's go outside and find a good enough stick. Improvise. Uh, it's really fun to, ch- I have a lot of fun, um, challenging myself constantly to meet the um, needs of every situation. I love it. People have actually noticed it and been like, you are just so great at improvising and you're whatever, blah, blah, blah. I, I don't know what they say cause I can't remember right now. My point is hell yeah. Thanks man. I am good at it. Like I've noticed. Yeah, I'm pretty good at that. So, uh, my advice is to get better at it because it really fixes a lot of situations. And uh, as we'll continue through here, keeps my mind busy, which is really the most important part of all of this. Okay. So um, I also wanted to talk about in this, your immediate situation. So it's very important to remember that I don't care that you're, this is where I've really failed. I've, I've been terrible at this, um, especially with Olivia. She's a liar, she's always been a liar. But guess what? She's not a liar, she's a cleverer. She's clever. She's a situation manager. She's a problem solver. You know, so the the problem in the beginning was that sentence in itself. Olivia's a liar. And so then it was always like, you lie, you're a liar, you lie, you're a liar. Instead of taking each individual situation I definitely failed her in that. So like instead of not appreciating her ability to problem solve, I hurt her. And so in those situations, yeah, your daughter may have lied six times this week. She don't fucking remember and she doesn't care. She just wants a cookie right now. Why why are you being a bitch, man? She wants a cookie. And then ten minutes later, she's going to be like, Man, why are you being a bitch, man? I just want to wear the Elsa dress. Why do you keep bringing up all this other stuff? So, uh, in that case, every situation, please take it individually and stand alone. I think that that's great. So, anyway. Um, Number three. The will to survive. So, this is where we're going to really roll my sleeves up and get in here. Because this is where the book gets real good. Okay, so the will to survive. Just that sentence alone makes me happy. Um, the experience... Oops. Oh, I almost forgot to go over our list, our, our plan here. Um, all depends on mental outlook. Will is the deciding factor. Mental hazards, physical ob, ugh, obstacles. Vocabulary... Uh, where it says alive, read happy and fulfilled. So that's um, what I put. So anytime it says like alive, um, actually you could still leave it as alive because I feel 20 times more alive and happy and fulfilled um, and satisfied in my life, in myself, in my kids, um, in my marriage, blah, 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 than I did 10 years ago because of my will to survive. So um, this is very important. So I'm just going to get into it. The experiences of hundreds of servicemen isolated during World War II and Korea combat prove that survival is largely a matter of mental outlook, with the will to survive the deciding factor. Whether with a group or alone, you will experience emotional problems resulting from fear, despair, loneliness, and boredom. In addition to these mental hazards, injury and pain, fatigue, hunger, or thirst, tax your will to live. If you are not prepared mentally to overcome all obstacles and accept the worst, the chances of coming out alive are greatly reduced. Um, I wish I could just read that over and over and over and over again because I think all of those things apply. So it all depends on your mental outlook. Your will is always going to be the deciding factor. I, your husband's not going to change. Your kids are not going to change. This is about you. And your will to survive. You're, you've got to make this family and yourself what you want it to be. You got to roll your sleeves up and you got to get it done. Um, mental hazards, they're very big. So, yeah, we know that you're still dealing with some feelings uh, from the past. We know that you feel fat. We know that maybe you're pissed off from something a week ago. We know that you're tired of having to go to Costco because that stupid lady works there. All of these are mental hazards. Um, and so those are obstacles that you have to face. Those mental, be, be aware of them. Being aware of them almost, almost half the time makes them go away. Just acknowledging that it sucks will help you. Um, physical obstacles. These are things that I really like to pay attention to. Am I too hungry? Am I too tired? I need to focus on what those things exactly are and get better about it. So it says injury, pain, fatigue, hunger, or thirst. Um, all of those to me are physical obstacles. They're physical distractions. I, I'm so, I'm bad about it. I wish I wasn't. I really do wish I wasn't. But I am very bad about whether I'm hungry or tired or in pain or uncomfortable in any way. About losing my shit and turning into a raging bitch. Um, So I don't. I'm always on time for everything. Because we have to be early. Because if I'm late, I'm a mental bitch. I'm insane. If um, we don't eat before we go to a banquet, we're setting everyone up for failure. Um, I say banquet. And what I really mean is stupid stuff you have to go to for your kids sports and band and, and shit like that it's very important don't ever put off eating <laughs> until after that boring shit please eat first okay um anyway so uh in addition to these mental hazards blah, 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 okay i think that i hit on everything that i wanted to, to hit on but um I, there's so many good points in there that i could literally just sit here and nerd out all day so i'm gonna move on um if you are alone I just want to read that to you 700 times if you are alone because it happens like if you're alone this uh, just even reading that makes me want to cry thinking about all the moms that are alone and sad and hiding in a bathroom. So um, the shock of finding yourself isolated behind enemy lines in a desolate area or in enemy hands can be reduced or even avoided if you remember the key word, survival Um, all of this, when I read it, I want you to think about mental pain, the mental pain that we all deal with, whether it be slightly dramatic or very, very serious in those moments when, like I said, you're hiding in a closet crying because nobody in the whole world understands you and never will. Um, something that humans all have in common. Um, so this says... (laughs) Okay, sorry, I had to pause it and take a minute because I didn't know what the hell I was thinking, right? Then I lost my mind for just a second because I went into a dark area thinking about mommies crying in closets. Okay, so remember survival. Your will to survive. You can do it, girl. Pull yourself up, dust your pants off, and we're going to learn how to deal with life right now from the United States Department of the Army. 1970, which I love. Okay. So they have this little thing. We're going to kind of run through it um, and then take it bite sizes. So they have this little thing where they took survival, um, like those little poems. I forget what they're called, where you do your name in, like, elementary school. And you're like, my name's Amanda. A is for always cute. You know, that kind of shit. They did it over here. The um, Army, the military in general loves acronyms. It's super annoying. But in this case, I love it. So survival, size up the situation undo haste makes waste, remember where you are, vanquish fear and panic, improvise, value living, act like the natives, learn basic skills. Um, So this is, this, it seems nerdy, but it's 100% true. Reading these um, couple of pages out on the porch there a little while ago, I had the biggest epiphany about life in general. So um, bear with me because I may be a little high on that thought and idea and getting excited. Okay, so size up the situation. We're going to do S. My little bulletin points are hope for the best, but be prepared for the worst. Have faith when you implement tactics, confidence, form a plan, stay calm. So S, size up the situation by considering yourself, the country, and the enemy. Yourself. Hope for the best but be prepared for the worst. Recall survival training and expect it to work. After all, you have been through this before and the only difference is that this is the real thing. In this way, you will increase your chances for success by being confident that you can survive. Get to a safe, comfortable place as quickly as possible. Once there, look things over, think and form a plan. Your fear will lessen, your confidence will increase, Be calm. Take it easy until you know where you are and where you are going. Love it. Fucking love it. That's what we just talked about last week. Grab yourself by the face or hands and say, all right, (sighs) what are we doing? Take a minute. Size up the situation. Every situation. Whether it be your kid hiding behind a shoe rack or a bumper to bumper car accident you just had and now your kids are screaming in the back seat whether it's waiting in line at Rite Aid and you got a kid snotting on you and pulling your hair and another one whining for candy whatever it is take your hands and talk to yourself figure out what's going on take it all in and think before you do anything else okay uh, let's see we have hope for the best we prepared for the worst Super important. Um, You can handle it. Yeah, we all want to have a great day. But we're not all going to have a great day. So we have to know what to do in those moments. Have faith when you implement tactics. This is uh, really important for me. Have faith. So don't just do stuff half-assed because you read it in a book and you're like, that's bullshit, it's not going to work. Girl, not with that attitude. Come on. Get it. Have faith. People don't, you know, put out these books. I mean, some of them do. But people don't put out all this information because it's not useful. They want to help you. So you have to be confident in that. Put your backing in it and do it. Um, Have faith. Uh, we already said that. Confidence. Same. Whatever. It's all the same. Form a plan. Stay calm. Form a plan. I uh, can't always form a plan, but try. Try. Okay. I'm going to tell myself. When he does this, then I'm going to do this. Okay. So then when he does do that, sometimes I don't always do that. But if I keep telling myself in the moments of calm, it will happen in those moments that I really, really need it. So, okay. Um, The country. I want you to read into that as like the situation. So the country is the situation um, part of your fear may come from being in a strange country. Therefore, try to determine where you are by landmarks, compass directions, or by recalling intelligence information passed on to you by your leaders. This, um, just made me think of something when I, when I read it. So it says, part of your fear may come from being in a strange country. Um, My husband would always talk about going to a different country and, you know, we could get stationed here or there, whatever. That's fine. I'm super excited about it. But then I would think about how stressed out those women must be. Like when I go into McDonald's, I get such intense anxiety that my kids aren't going to have their freaking order ready. And I'm going to stand there looking like a dipshit waiting for them. So those are things that I have to fight inside of myself. So I can't imagine being in a different country. That being said, the country, air quotes, could be that strange environment. McDonald's. It's a strange environment. It fucking stresses me out. I hate it so much. Plus, I'm always trying to pay attention to what's going on around me. And like, fucking McDonald's has a lot of stuff going on. So I get so distracted. Um and then I can't focus, and then I'm stressed out, plus I'm hungry as fuck, um, you know, so take a minute to size up where you are, that strange situation, is this restaurant stressing you out, is whatever, I can't think of any other examples right now, but you guys, you guys are great, you can think of a million, I'm sure, um, size that up pay attention to it is it really that important just like you know um last week what i'm gonna bring up myself uh, yes last week i i sized up that situation sized up can you say that that sounds super weird um i took that situation and i decided you know what it's not that big of a deal so um i f- damn air high five to myself Mm. Mm-hmm. okay let's move on because i'm just gonna keep on um, the enemy. Um, so air quotes enemy. Uh, in this sentence, I want you to read into that as children because I love it. It says the enemy, put yourself in the enemy's shoes. What would you do? Watch the enemy's habits and routines. Base your plan on your observation. Remember, you know where the enemy is, but the enemy does not know where you are. So I literally feel like... Okay, I'm just going to read that with kids in it. And it's going to be fucking great. Put yourself in your kids' shoes. What would your kids do? What would you do if you were a kid? Watch, the, watch your kids' habits and routines. Base your plan on your observations. Remember, you know where your child is developmentally. But they are not on your level. Boom. Perfect. Then it's great advice. <laughs> just switch kids for enemy and it's fucking great. It's but yeah, it's perfect. Okay. Next. Undo haste makes waste. Let's see what I have on my little cuz this is the letter U now, so we're moving to a different letter. Um don't be eager to make a plan. Don't be too eager make a plan. I'm a jackass, sorry. Don't can't even read my own freaking notes. Don't be too eager. Make a plan. Control your temper. Denial of risk. Okay. So, What are you? Undo. Haste makes waste. Don't be too eager to move. It will make you careless, sorry, and impatient. You begin to take unnecessary risks and you might end up like these men. All that was on my mind was to get away, so I just rushed headlong without any plan. I tried to travel at night, but I just injured myself further by bumping into trees and fences. Instead of laying low and trying to evade the enemy, I fired at them with my carbine and was caught the second time. I became very impatient. I had planned to wait until night but could not. I left the ditch about noon and walked until I was captured. So, um, I love this because it said I had planned to wait but I could not. That's so me. I'm all like, oh, I'm going to do like this. But then I'm like, okay, I'll wait. No, you know what? I'll do it now. And then I never really have a plan, so um, that, that one made me feel really guilty when I read it. Don't lose your temper. It may cause you to stop thinking. When something irritating happens, stop, take a deep breath, relax, and start over. Face the facts. Danger does exist. To try to convince yourself otherwise only adds to the danger. Don't be like the soldier who was captured by a child because he thought... That capture was the last thing I have to worry about. This is merely a game. It re- it really is not happening to me. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. That is what I want to focus on here, right here. This. It's not happening to me. That's not going to happen to me. I'm not going to grow up to have resentment towards my husband. I'll never treat my kids like that. Oh, Sheila had an affair on her husband, but that's them. I would never do some shit like that. Um, yeah, you will. You will you would. I'm I haven't, so let me backtrack. But you will if you keep fucking up. Like, yeah, that's how that happens. It doesn't just happen. Sheila doesn't just go out and have an affair. That's not how that works. Slowly she builds up resentment towards her husband. Slowly they start fighting. Slowly they start watching different TV. Slowly they start sleeping in separate rooms slowly she stops giving a shit about what he wants from the grocery store slowly they start fighting about every little tiny thing then suddenly they hate each other and years have gone by because they just go from one place to another basketball to baseball to swimming to soccer and then all of a sudden one day at work someone shows Sheila a little bit of fucking attention and that's all it takes Slowly, their relationship forms, like a regular relationship. Slowly, they get closer and closer. Um, <clears throat> on one of the shows that I love, the, one of the characters had an affair on her husband, and during one of the fights, he said to her, when, when the fuck did this start? And she said, I think I just, during texting, you asked who it was, and I lied. I think that was the very first moment that things were going to get out of hand. And I love that. Even though I hate that character. I wanted to punch her in her throat. She sucks. Anyway, Um, but it's it's an honest depiction of reality. And I love it. And so that's what I'm trying to kind of hope that gets into your mind when I read these. Because thinking that danger doesn't exist. Thinking it's not going to happen to you. Um, yeah, it will. You've got to keep clawing out of the hole. Never give up. Always climb out. Keep clawing. So that's very important. Anyway, um, I want to read this part again because I just love it. And I think word for word, um, everything about it is just so great. Don't lose your temper. It may cause you to stop thinking. When you, when something irritating happens, stop take a deep breath and relax start over uh yeah that should be like on every fucking street sign every fucking billboard yes stay calm yes just yes 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 okay number 3 is r <clears throat> so we're moving on to a different section now you guys know my my organization skills are just so great <laughs> Okay. Don't just do what comes naturally. In our case, it means don't just yell, smack, grab, fight, etc. So let's go into it and we'll discuss. Okay. Remember where you are. You may give yourself away because you're used to acting in a certain way. Doing what comes naturally may be the tip-off that you don't belong there. One soldier captured... Because he was whistling a song, reported, everything had been going well on the train. Suddenly, an ugly little woman started whistling, Tipperary? Immediately, I unconsciously began to whistle with her. It gave me away. If he had been one of the enemy, the chances are he would not have known the song. I love this because it says, doing what comes naturally. And for me, that was like, you know, you just fall back into that that way that you were raised. For me, it was like that white trash, like, uh-uh, y'all cut it out. Quit. Stop. Um, and it's, oh, that's so ugly. And I did it. <clears throat> and to be quite honest, I still sometimes do it. I still sometimes say stop when that's not what I mean. I'm just reverting back to it because I'm focused on this mental hang-up or this physical hang-up or the situation in general that I'm in is stressing me out. So those are the moments that we really have to fight Come doing what comes naturally. If you do indeed want to become... I, I use level up all the time at my house. And by level up, I'm always meaning like To get better, right? So if you do truly want to level up your life, if you truly do want to make your situation better, if you truly do want to reach a place where you are satisfied and happy, you have to shed that skin. You have to take off what comes naturally and put something else there. You have to delete that behavior and replace it with something else. And so doing what comes naturally in that case ...can be the enemy if you aren't paying attention to yourself. If you're not paying attention to every situation like we've already talked about. If you're not giving it your best effort to claw your way out. What comes naturally just, bam, keeps smacking you right in the ass. And that's when you say like, oh, I tried to do it, but it doesn't work. Yeah, because you gave up. Come on. Let's get it together. We're going to fight it. We're going to fight that white trash upbringing. We're going to fight those bad parents or whatever it was that gave you this behavior we're gonna fight that shitty college experience or your shitty neighbors or your creepy uncle or whatever it was that kept you down time to fight it fight what comes naturally um so (coughs) sorry for the coughing all this reading is making my throat be like okay um moving on v fear justified question mark pain pay attention to pain surrender escape save yourself Um, so I'm gonna go ahead and read the book now to feel fear is normal and necessary it is nature's way of giving you that extra shot of energy just when you need it learn to recognize fear for what it is and control it look carefully at a situation and determine if your fear is justified When you investigate, you will usually find many of your fears unreal. That's true for any situation, really. When you are injured and in pain, it is difficult to control fear. Pain sometimes turns fear into panic and causes a person to act without thinking. One pilot down during World War II might have saved himself had he been able to stop and think when his parachute caught in a tree and he was suspended head down, his foot tangled in the webbing. Unfortunately, the pilot's head touched an anthill and biting ants immediately swarmed over him. In desperation, he pulled his gun and fired five rounds into the webbing holding his foot. When he did not succeed in breaking the harness by shooting at it, he placed the last shot in his head. Um, That is a wonderful analogy for literally all of parenting and life in general. Um, I don't want to make a joke necessarily because this man shot himself in the head and that's really fucked up and really fucking sad. Um, but I can think of situations where I've definitely panicked and ultimately just shot myself in the head. I mean, I ultimately scrapped the entire situation and it was ruined. Um, and in this case, uh, while, okay, we're really reading a survival book and that man really did lose his life, um... In this case, had he stayed calm, he could have maybe climbed climbed his way out of that situation. And everything, every situation can be applied to that. If you stay calm and understand what's going on and follow all of these steps and these rules, you won't always just revert back to those ways and ultimately panic and ruin everything. So, but just remember that every situation stands alone, again, so take each individual situation and understand that it's maybe last time you did. I kind of want to say shoot yourself in the foot because I ooh shooting yourself in the head after talking about a man doing it in panic makes me kind of, I don't know, gives me feelings I don't really understand, but it feels like shit. Um, so in those situations, if you do lose it and you panic, you will ultimately be shooting yourself in the foot. Great. But it's okay. You'll get them next time. Right? You'll get them next time. It's okay. It's okay that your day sucked ass and it was all your fault. Don't worry about it anymore. Move on. That situation is over. We're on to the next one. Um, Okay. Panic can also be caused by loneliness. It can lead to hopelessness, thoughts of suicide, and carelessness. Even capture or surrender. Recognizing these signs help you overcome panic. Um, again, the word, yeah, so it says even capture, but in this case, we're really focusing on the word surrender. We never want to surrender. We always want to be better. We always want to level up. We want to make sure we are helping ourselves that will to survive. Um, panicking is obviously our enemy. Planning your escape will help keep your mind busy. Find things to do and watch. One soldier, not knowing what to do, decided to kill all of the bugs. There were a lot of spiders, the big ones that do not hurt a human. So he killed flies and gave them to the spiders to eat. He found something to do. Prayer, reading the Bible, and other religious observance will help calm you. But miracles work best for those who prepare carefully and do all they can to save themselves. Ah. I don't even think I can make that paragraph better, but, um, I loved every single bit of it. What I would say, what I could add to it and build off of it is, um, and we'll talk about this a lot more later, but I play a lot. Like, I am pretending like a mofo around here. Sometimes I want to go outside and pretend to be a woods lady and wear an apron dress and carry around a basket. Other times I want to pretend to be like a villain and be cool and have like a badass outfit and slick hair and cool makeup. and Feel like sexy like that. Sometimes I want to play in the sand and be like a little six-year-old boy and see how far I can throw it. Or break those little dirt clumps. All of that is playing. That's keeping your mind busy. Dude, we're all trapped here. We're all trapped here. For the next 18 years, we're trapped in this life. And it's fine. We love it. We picked it. (coughs) But it shouldn't be a punishment. Um, You can play here. It's fine. So find something to do. Read a book. Read a survival manual. Yeah, boy. An army one. So I can go outside and, you know, learn about... Oh, my God. I just opened it up in the page, to a page, and it said, psychic nut. <laughs> oh, my God. What the fuck is a psychic nut? Okay. Oh, my God. Okay. So that's a future. I've got to learn more about that. Okay. So, next. <laughs> I can't believe that. It's amazing. Okay. So, let's get back. <laughs> let's get back to being serious. You psychic nuts. Okay. <laughs> All right. Letter I. I can't even handle it. it's so funny. Make a to- uh, improvise. Okay, so letter I is improvise. Make a toy. Oh, those are my notes. Okay, make a toy cup, bag, etc. Um, back to that diaper story. Do what you. Oh, and then I just wrote, do what you have to do, girl. Yeah. Okay, so let me read it. Improvise. You can always do something to improvise the situation. Figure out what you need. Take stock of what you have, and then improvise. Love it. Nothing I can add to that. Learn to put up with new and unpleasant conditions. Hmm, suck. But yep. Keeping your mind on survival will help. Don't be afraid to try strange foods. One survivor reported that some men would almost starve before eating strange food. He said they tried a soup made from a lamb's head with lamb's eyes floating around in it. When a new prisoner came in, he would try to find a seat next to him so she, so he could eat the food the prisoner refused uh that's just a fun anecdotal war story because I love that it's hilarious yeah, you don't want food um to live move I'll eat it I just like that anyway <clears throat> excuse me Jesus Christ this okay oh my god I must not have like read out louder like <laughs> or talked a lot today um. Learn to put up with new and unpleasant conditions. Love it. Yes. Um, Jillian Michaels, my workout dog. Love those videos. Jillian Michaels always says, learn to be comfortable. Or learn to... Fuck. Fuck. No, I forgot. Oh my god, you guys, I forgot. Be okay with being uncomfortable or some shit. Damn it. Oh well. But uh, learn to get comfortable being uncomfortable. And I've always loved it. You can tell whose fat ass has not worked out in a while. Um, so get used to being uncomfortable. This fucking shit sucks. Being an adult sucks. Being a woman sucks. Being a mom sucks. Being a wife sucks. Being stuck on the side of the road because your car's broken sucks. Get over it. It's just one part of it. Other parts of it are great. Deal with those feelings as they come. Get used to it. It's part of the job. Okay. V. Wait, shit, I'm going backwards. Oh, no, there's another V. (laughs) Spelling much? Okay. (laughs) V, value living. Okay. What do I have here? Let's see my notes. Okay. A plan reduces fear. Take control of your mind. Find a reason to win. Conserve your mind. Everywhere it says capture read failure. Focus on what benefits the future have in store. Okay. Value living. Hope hope and a real plan for escape reduce your fear and make your chances of survival better. Just beginning to plan his escape to a friendly for just beginning to plan his escape to friendly forces made this soldier feel better. I went outside one time and saw a powerful searchlight from a distance. I realized this was friendly forces. Immediately I transferred all my thoughts from my personal miseries to escape plans and began to feel better. Conserve your health and strength. Illness or injury will greatly reduce your chance of survival and escape. Hunger, cold and fatigue lower your efficiency and stamina. They make you careless and increase the possibility of capture. Knowing this will make you especially careful because you will realize that your low spirits are the result of your physical condition and not the danger. Remember your goal, getting out alive. Concentrating on the time after you get out alive will help you value living in the now. So, I feel like that one is pretty self-explanatory. You're focusing on the future. What will all of your work and all of your planning How will it benefit you? How will it pay off in the future? So what will it accomplish? And by focusing on that, I think we can all get out alive and unscathed. And better people. I truly (coughs) believe. There is no way in hell I would hang out with me 10 years ago. But man, would she have benefited from who I am now. So getting out on the other side It really does have this feeling of accomplishment, even when you failed a little and you stumbled. But focus on that. Focus on pulling yourself through. At some point in time, I mean, we've all seen those little signs that say, like, you know, one day my house will be quiet and clean and it'll make me sad or whatever. Focus on that. Knowing that that is coming and your hard work will pay off. If you do all of these things, if you shed your old skin, if you continue to get better, your kids will benefit More than you can even measure. And then one day you'll all be sitting around enjoying each other's company. And you'll think to yourself, I fucking did it. I leveled the fuck up, man. This is awesome. So, focus on that. That's what you're doing it for. You don't want your daughter Lisa's ex-boyfriend Rico who's got a drug charge coming to Thanksgiving. That's why you're doing all this shit right now. Focus. Remember. Remember that's what we're doing it for. So that Lisa's boyfriend can be a real nice fucking guy who really likes her. And he pays attention to her and their kids. I don't give a fuck what he does for a living except for maybe slang and drugs is a bad idea. But that's what we're doing it for. So that they're genuinely happy people who are protected and loved. So focus on that. Um, Okay. A. Moving on to A. Act like the natives. Get your mental state in sync with the people of the situation. Fake it till you make it. So I'm going to go ahead and read it. Act like the natives. At a railroad station, there were German guards. One escapee related. I had an urgent need to urinate. The only restroom was an exposed one in front of the station. I felt too embarrassed to relieve myself in front of all passerby. I walked throughout the entire town occasionally stopping and inquiring if a restroom were available. This man was detected and captured because he failed to accept the customs of the natives. When you are in this situation, accept and adopt native behavior. In this way, you avoid attracting attention to yourself. I love that story. That's so me. I would have been captured because ain't no way I'm peeing in front of people. So, I feel you, brother. But, I will say... For our analogy here, um, act like the natives. Play with your fucking kids, dude. Stop acting like a like an asshole. Like stop. Um, I think that I've talked about it on here. I'm so sorry if I have before. Um, but one time to- that there's a video of me with Olivia at Christmas time. And she was decorating cookies. I'm pretty sure I've told this story before. So I'm just going to run through it. And I was being kind of like, no, you can't have any more cookies. And she's like, please have some cookies. And then when I saw it years later, I was like, why the fuck can't she have a cookie? Um, Another question one could ask is, why the fuck wasn't I having fun? We were making cookies for Christmas. Why wasn't I rolling my sleeves up and getting in there and doing what everybody else was doing? Um, And so with that in mind, just... Remember every situation, and if sometimes you can act like a native and you can play in the sand and bust up the clumps, do it. Do it. Also, read the room, and if the other moms are, like, not funny, don't make jokes. Like, save yourself and just act like them and get through it and go (laughs) home. Sometimes you got to just, like, uh, oh, y'all aren't. Okay. Y'all aren't cool. Y'all don't have a sense of humor. Okay. Cool. 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 I'm just going to go sit in the car and play on my phone. Okay. Bye. Okay. L. Learn basic skills. Learn so thoroughly that they become automatic. Work on your training. Be inquisitive. Search for additional knowledge. So we're going to end on L, which I fucking love. Okay. Learn basic skills. The best life insurance is to make sure that you learn the techniques and procedures for survival so thoroughly that they become automatic. Then the chances are that you will not. Oops, I just sorry. Then the chances are that you will (laughs) do the right thing, even in a panic. Work on the training you are offered because it may mean your life. Be inquisitive and search for additional survival knowledge so I'm going to end right there because then it goes on to like for real military survival things, the nerd stuff that I, that I was into. But, um, and it has talk about a group, like it goes on to like, what if you're lost in a group? How can you survive better in a group? Um, which I think we should definitely discuss because your partner is your team member. But in this case, I really just want to focus on you. Honestly, really, I have only ever benefited from fixing myself. Uh, something I learned from my husband, who's so fucking rad. But, you can't change anybody else. You've got to do it. I know that you think that, you know, yes, we're a partnership, yes, yeah. But, you're an island, dude. You gotta do it. If you want someone else to join you, you have to be the first person to take initiative. Nobody just wakes up one day and says, oh, I'm gonna be a better person today. I'm just suddenly gonna stop. If they do... First of all, <laughs> if they did, they would be us, but they are not. Yeah, high five. Yes. Um, But your husband's not just going to be like, oh, I'm going to stop being lazy and start helping. Yeah, all right. And if you bitch at him, yeah, that's not going to help. Nope. Um, He's going to be just like your daughter when you're like, you're a liar. And she's like, bitch, I just wanted a cookie. What the fuck? Um, so you have to do it. I, you have to put the work in. This is your job. You only get one shot at it. These kids, it is your fucking life. <coughs> I am so sorry. This reading, I guess, or being outside in the... Or just lack of spit. I don't know. I'm just being gross, I guess. Um, recently, and I want to be as honest as humanly possible. Recently, I had... Been contacted by my mom. And she was like. "Oh, I'm sorry for sucking. Uh, wah, wah. It doesn't matter. And uh, it doesn't matter what she said. She was essentially like. I'm sorry. I'm a better grandma now. Okay. the fu- One is more important than the fucking other. Right. So I'm thinking. I'm trying to get across to y'all. To you guys. To, to remind me. This is important. This is someone's life. It's not a fucking game. You can't stumble around and keep fucking up. You have to fix this. You have to to decide to be a better mom or a better friend or a better wife. Nobody's gonna do it for you. And so the only time that's important is when you have all of these little eyes staring at you wondering how to become a human being you have to be the example you have to do the right thing and I know that you know this because you stay awake at night thinking about how you're fucking up or what these implications are or shoving hand sanitizer all over your fucking kids constantly because god forbid they are ever uncomfortable in any way but then mentally you may be failing at preparing them for how to be human beings, how to handle stress, teaching them to panic, teach whatever. It doesn't matter. I'm not pick that. It's not attacking people. It's attacking old me, I guess, because that's what I'm going off of all the time. Um, you have to focus on what's important, what is going to make them happy. What? How can I fulfill little Lisa and talk to her in a way that doesn't make her feel like she needs that false, constant self assurance from Rico, and where she's able to become a woman who's happy with herself, and then in turn find another husband, the one who loves her and takes care of her. These are fucking decisions that are important. It's weighing on us. <clears throat> so shoving flashcards down their throats, constantly doing all this other shit that we've all done. I've, oh, I'm the fucking worst. I was I'm not anymore now I know but I didn't and it's what we just revert to immediately just trying to get everything for them the best shoes the best toys the best bed it has to be cute it has to be great because they deserve the best but what they really need is you to be put together they need you to show them how to be a woman how to be a person how to make yourself happy how to control situations, how to organize thoughts, how to love another human being. They're learning all of those things from you and we don't always pay attention. And so when we focus on ourselves and we make it better, we survive. We become the happiness that I'm talking about. We don't succumb to these dangerous things like slowly getting a divorce or hating and resentment, feelings of self-worth. You know, whatever it is. Add whatever you want to that. I mean, girl, I'm on fucking Zoloft. And I'm about to level up on Zoloft. Why you bullshitting? (laughs) So, So, but take care of you. You're important. You're the most important. You are it. You're the mama, baby. Everybody needs you. If you don't have one, be a mom to yourself. Help yourself. Keep clawing. Um, I have to go because this is running out of time and it's warning me. I love you all so much. And I just wish you were here so we could belly bump and high five and fucking get on and yeah boy. Jacksonville. And do whatever. I love you. I will talk to you next week. Okay. Bye. Wait. I forgot. Uneducatedhousewife at gmail.com. And P.S uh i got a little bit brave and i put up a flyer at the library so okay love you guys bye